0: welcome in everybody to betting pros it's time to place your bets it is me joey p joe p zapia and it's super wild card weekend you know what that means it's time to talk a little dfs with my d bro Derek brown the king of bros the fantasy bro we're gonna break down the super wild cards i have to say super by the way i was told i can't just call it wild card weekend anymore it is officially super wild card weekend otherwise i get fined by roger goodell in the league and i don't Want to pay any more fines? Derek Brown. Everyone's getting fired. uh You and I are still around, though. Thank goodness we made it through Black Monday. Whew. That's all I can say.
1: I, I, I'm i crossing my fingers, man. I'm hoping, hoping the powers of me don't come down and bring the axe with them. I mean, I'm not as old as no. Belichick, baby, but we ain't young pups anymore. So you know, we hope and we pray, sir.
0: I, I think that Pete Carroll has more energy than both of us combined. He does.
1: Oh, where does he get it I from? I want to be man. Pete Carroll
0: when I'm when I'm 70 years old. I want to be Pete Carroll. I want to be that guy who rips his shirt off and is like you know, yelling at DK Metcalf like that. That's, that's my guy. Like, I, I love that. I dude. just have I one he's question. He's got a checkered past, but I love him. I just have <laughs> like,
1: one question. And, the, and yeah. this is the question in all questions about Pete Carroll. What, uh-huh is in that gum because there's got to be something dude I don't know. it's a superpower I don't know, man. there's gonna be something in there
0: whatever it does it makes it go from six to twelve that's all i can tell you <laughs> all right let's get to the dfs slate and don't forget everybody the optimizer is available fantasypros.com optimizer for you to go ahead and generate up to 150 lineups you can download them you can upload them to dk to fanduel you can also make sure using all the tools of fantasy pros to make the best choices you can in life and don't forget betting pros the app is available. If you haven't downloaded it, what are you waiting for? Download the app. iOS users get three free days of premium. You can go premium today. Anytime you want to, to start betting smarter, not harder. The best betting tools on the planet are right there in front of your face. Just go use them. I use them for the shows. I use them to bet. I just use them all day. So I want you to use them too. Go download the app. Go to bettingpros.com as well. All right, D-Bro. So we got two games on a Saturday. We've got Three games on Sunday and we got the Monday wraparound. Now on DK, you can't play the reach around slate or the wraparound slate, depending on what you want to call it here. And <laughs> Saturday with the zero degree weather, I'm not loving the Saturday slate as a unit, but let's talk about them. Let's start with the Saturday on its own, uh, because correct me if I'm wrong, you don't want to take all of them and play them straight through, do you? Um, Some. Like, Do you see any value in that? Because if you, I do. If you play them straight through, you're adding more variance than you need. Whereas I feel like Sunday you can control. So sell me on the other idea.
1: So I think there's two ways to look at this and it depends on, on the, the full six gamer where people come down at. Like I think some of those games um, you usually see people like to play certain players because, Oh, well the games are early. Now I get that out the way and you have more information. So there is leverage if you're playing the six gamer to getting exposure to some of the late games and, and, Tampa Bay and and Philly and things like that. But I I think that there are a lot of unpopular plays for this Saturday, though, Joe, like on the six gamer, I don't think people are going to rush to play the Kansas City Chiefs, maybe Pacheco, but probably not Patrick Mahomes or Kelsey. So for me, I think that that is wrong. So that's probably a leverage point. So. Like okay. Nico Collins will be popular, but is a Joe Flacco stack or a CJ Stroud stack because CJ Stroud going against the Cleveland Browns is that going to be popular? Well, That's it where I think you can get the leverage. be. Because the, the data says
0: no, because they have given up the least amount of passing yards in yep. the season because the defense travels. They've been very good. Yep. And, you know, frankly, like look, I love C.J. Stroud. And this this feels wrong to me because I love him so much. I've loved him in college. I loved him in the draft. I stuck up for him when everybody thought Will Levis was going. I said, you're all drinking S2 you know, scores, crazy amounts of, uh, of alcohol to be thinking that. And here's C.J. Stroud in the playoffs. But again, I can come down to the veteran presence of that Cleveland Browns team. And they've, you know, I, I just think it's a lot to deal with and Joe Flacco's been here before and maybe the kid pulls it off and that'd be amazing. But let's start there. 44 and a half is the number. Cause I know you want to talk about this game. Then you've got the Kansas city, Miami game, 44 and a half, same number. Now I think that's interesting. Cause I think with the weather, this number's a little high for that game. Here's my two cents. And then you go off the chart. Isaiah Pacheco. You're going to get a ton of him in this game against KC. He's rested a little bit, hopefully healthy enough. You want to run the football in zero degree weather. That's what you want to do. Uh, I assume Miami wants to also, but again, I think Miami is a little out of their element literally here in this kind of a, a environment. And I think it's really hard to lose a game like they just lost in Buffalo in prime time and pump that air back into the balloon. They have lost time and time again, Derek, against teams that are not very good. And this is just a, or should I say teams that are better than them? Pardon me. They beat all the teams that aren't very good. They keep losing to teams that are better than them, even marginally. And I think at a certain point just creeps into the psyche. And I don't, I think this is the last team that they needed to see. So I love Flacco. I love, and I know you don't, I love Flacco. I love Amari Cooper. I love Isaiah Pacheco. That's my core for Saturday. What does your core look like for those two
1: games? So for me, I I, I do like Flacco because Houston, you could pass all over. So, I mean, starting at the quarterback position, I, I, my core of the, that is basically Joe Flacco, Patrick Mahomes and CJ Stroud. Now in order of preference, Patrick Mahomes is my favorite quarterback on this two-game slate, and it's not even freaking close. Nobody's going to want to play him because of the weather, and nobody's going to play him because, oh, it's cold, and it's forget the weather. I don't freaking care. Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes, and the Miami Dolphins' pass defense has been extremely vulnerable since week 13, allowing the fourth-highest yards per attempt, the fourth-most passing touchdowns, and the 11th-highest passer rating. So you can throw against the Dolphins. You can't run against the Dolphins at all. So I think Kansas City is going to come out here and they're going to throw the freaking ball. And with the playmakers they have, they can get that done. So Patrick Mahomes on the two gamer is my favorite quarterback behind him is Joe Flacco and CJ Stroud. They're both basically in the same area code. I like both of them. They're both easily stackable. If you're playing Patrick Mahomes, my favorite stack for him is going Rasheed Rice and Travis Kelsey. I know that sounds like, okay, well, that's chalk, apparently. But the way that you can get wild with this is throwing Noah Gray or Justin Watson into that, and you play for the Patrick Mahomes three touchdown game. Noah Gray is a fantastic play, and nobody's going to play him on this slate. If you look at how he matches up against this team, Miami has been vulnerable against tight ends, 11th most receiving yards, ninth most fantasy points and versus cover three, cover six, which they run on 50, almost 54% of the defensive snaps. Noah Gray has a 29% target per route run rate and 2.8 yards per route run since week 12. So I like Noah Gray as a way to be different on this slate. Uh, If he gets in the end zone, he might make the optimal Joe. it's it's and yeah and then it would be it's end zone or bust though yeah well I mean and that's it man and so I'm willing to play for the touchdown with him um so I would do it more on FanDuel than on DK yeah even though he's
0: cheap on DK too and I think that's you know you play for the touchdown on FanDuel
1: so and so that's how basically I'm going to approach Patrick Mahomes it's Rasheed Rice it's it's uh Kelsey it's Noah Gray it's Justin Watson those are your stacking partners with him for Flacco we already know what that looks like it's all the Amari Cooper, it's all the David and Joku, you double stack him, you play for the big outing, we've already seen that happen, that's easy. And CJ Stroud, it's the same thing, man. I think the I think the stacking options for him are immensely easy. It's you can stack him with Devin Singletary, you could stack him with Nico Collins. Nico Collins is about as close to a lock button play as I can get on this one. And I don't think he's going to be as popular as people like think like he was crazy popular really? last week. See,
0: I think he was going to be popular this week too. He might be. Of I, I think
1: people are going to look at the Cleveland Browns matchup and where he should be say 75% on this two-gamer, maybe he comes in at 65. Or instead of being 80%, maybe he comes in 60%. 60%. So it's not that I don't think that people are going to play Nico. I think they're going to look at the box score. They're going to say, oh, he didn't have a great game versus the Browns last time, but they're not going to put the context of Case Keenum was at the quarterback position, as well as they're going to say, oh, it's the Browns. So it's Devin Singletary and Nico. If you're playing CJ Stroud and the other guys that I like just picking parts out of these games, Raheem Mostert is firmly in play. I think he's back this week. I think he has a monster game, a Kansas city. You can run all over them. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I just, I really love both of these games, Joe. Um, and the ways that you can get different, like, if you're going MME or you're running more than like three to five lineups, Dev, Devon Achan is is in play. But if you're single entry, I'm not going that direction. If we get Robert Woods and Noah Brown out this week, which both of them are extremely qu- banged up still, still questionable. Then Xavier Hutchinson comes into play. I know he hasn't done much, but... Last week, he had a 78% ra- uh, slot rate. And since week 12, Cleveland has around allowed the fourth most receiving touchdowns and 13th highest PPR points per target to opposing slot wide receivers. So as as much as this two gamer looks like it's probably going to be chalky, I think that there are ways to be different and easily different in this. And for me, that's going Casey passing and then mixing in some of these other low on guys like. Justin Watson or Noah Gray.
0: Yeah, uh, Watson and Gray, too. You're playing for the touchdown there. Everybody knows that. All
1: right, let's move on to the Sunday games here. Full slate.
0: Buffalo, Pittsburgh, first game, and then Dallas, Green Bay, and then Detroit, L.A. So let's start here with Buffalo and Pittsburgh. 35 and a half is the number, 36 and a half a number. It's floating around between those two. I'll be honest with you. It's intriguing. Look, Josh Allen has a million rushing touchdowns this year. If you want to start, if your pay up guy this weekend is Josh Allen, that's fine. Now, I'm not saying I'm fading this game, but. I am I am looking elsewhere. <laughs> I'm I'm very much in the Green Bay Dallas game, uh, in particular, and the Rams Detroit game because I think those totals are really not going to disappoint. Uh, the one piece that I do keep coming back to is you no know, Mike Tomlin's no dummy. You got to run the football, keep the ball yep. to Josh Allen's hands. So I like Najee Harris's price at 6,500 on FanDuel because I feel like he is going to get a ton of carries. Like he could get 20 carries in this game, and that's not something you see very often but the last thing you want to do is put Mason Rudolph in a situation late in this game where he's got to make up a difference. So you try to grind this out as much as you can and whether it works or doesn't, I think Najee gets an opportunity. That's the one piece in this game that I've really kind of cherry picked out the rest. Look digs. Hasn't been great. If you want to play Allen, go ahead, but he's so expensive and I want to get Ceedee lamb in my lineup this week. So I can't get both. So that's how I'm looking at Saturday in this particular game here. Do you see other pieces that you like? from Buffalo and from Pittsburgh in this first game.
1: I think you go with the cheap Josh Allen stack is the way you approach it. And I, I, what does that look like? Is that Kincaid? So that, that would look like Khalil, Khalil Shakir and Dalton Kincaid. And if you look at Shakir, so Gabriel Davis probably doesn't play this game. He's dealing with a knee injury. He's going to be out after. So I went and looked at the snap shares for after he was out. So in the second half, Khalil Shakir and Trent Shurfield are the guys and Trent Shurfield might get added to the wildcard primer, but right now he's not in there because we don't know about Gabe, but Khalil Shakir, I'll freaking love him this week, Joe. If you look at what the Steelers have done since week 13, second highest rate of single high since week eight against single high, Khalil Shakir has 2.0 yards per route run. And since week 12, Pittsburgh has allowed the third highest PPR points per target to opposing slot wide receivers. We've seen blow-up performances from Shakir. He's got three games this year, man, of 92 or more receiving yards, and he has no touchdown equity, but you're playing on DK. You don't need that. On FanDuel, okay, fine. You want to fade that, but then we're basically just playing for a ceiling performance, which to make the optimal, he needs that anyway. So he takes a long one to the house, and he scores the touchdown, but he probably gets no looks in the red zone. So the cheap Josh Allen stack looks like Shaquille uh, or Khalil Shakir, And it looks like Dalton Kincaid. And Kincaid has come back in a massive way. And Pittsburgh has been giving up a ton of points to opposing tight ends. And I want to say this. I'm totally with you on the Najee Harris call. I love Najee Harris. On the two-gamer, he's almost a must-play guy for me. And on the six-gamer, he's going to get overlooked. And it's wrong, Joe. I'm telling you, it is wrong. This guy, since week 16, is averaging 25.7 touches per game. That type of volume at his price point on DK or FanDuel is absolutely freaking bonkers. So I love Najee Harris in this. If you want to play the oppo and say, okay, the Bills truck stick the Steelers and they get out to an early lead and they just drop the hammer, then you pivot to Jalen Warren. But the, the, the onus of this is, You can run the ball against the Buffalo Bills. Since week 13, 12th highest yards of contact per attempt, 11th highest success rate allowed to zone runs. The other guy I'll mention here, and I I talked about him last week, Joey, and this is going back to the coverage matchup, Deontay Johnson. He's the guy. If Pittsburgh decides to throw the freaking ball Buffalo is a too high team. So was Baltimore. You saw what Deontay did versus Baltimore to say he can't do that versus Buffalo. I get it's a tough matchup. So was Baltimore. Deontay is the guy. If you wanted to just X out or say, okay, I know the team implied total for the Pittsburgh Steelers is extremely low, but if you wanted to get all the touchdowns from that team and maybe they score two, maybe they score three times and this game goes over the total. I actually kind of lean that way. That, you can get much like last Saturday's uh, optimal lineup had Najee Harris and Deontay Johnson were the two pieces from Pittsburgh mm-hmm. and they made the optimal. I think you run it back with that. You get all the points from Pittsburgh and you play now Na- yeah. Najee, you play Deontay and you move on. But I think that they are going to come in under rostered. And especially with Najee Harris, it is wrong. Green Bay, Dallas is right. 50 and oh, a half baby. is the
0: number for this one. Uh, Dallas has been spectacular at home. Uh, this year. They just have. So you got to give them a lot of respect. Now for this game, the CD Lamb price is 10 K. I don't care. Uh, I also have, you know, helpful to offset that my flex bot in some lineups. I've got Rico Dowdle too, just looking for some touchdown equity, like get down by the goal line. You know, if I don't get that CD lamb touchdown or he comes up a little short, maybe I get a little Rico Dowdle at the goal line. You know, he's had this before. Uh, He has shown you he can do that role uh last week you know nine carries for 46 yards also had three catches for 54 he's part of this backfield so to me that's an interesting way to offset that on the other side i love aaron jones in this game Mm -hmm. same kind of concept to talk about Najee harris i need cheap running backs in order to get away with cd lamb and whatever else i want so aaron jones jaden reed even craft is involved too and rico dowdle those are the specific pieces i like in this particular contest Which are the ones that you're targeting in Green Bay, Dallas? Because this game, I don't think disappoints. I think there will be well over the 50 in this one.
1: So right now we're still waiting on a lot of injury news for the Green Bay wide receivers. So I'm going to do updates to the primer. But like looking at that wide receiver room, it's impossible to say who's going to start, what's going to happen. Romeo Dobbs is dealing with a chest injury. Christian Watson still dealing with the hammy. Um, We know Jaden Reed will be a starter, but who's starting opposite him? So it we, we have to wait to see. Now, if Watson or Romeo Dobbs are both out, or at least one of them is out, then it brings into focus Dontavian Wicks. If both of them are out, then you have Wicks and Bo Melton in play. And the problem with Green Bay is all of these guys are really freaking good versus single high coverage, which Dallas has been top five all year against. So the way if you're going to play Jordan Love, this is a really long way to say for Jordan Love. I will get my exposure of these wide receivers by playing Jordan love. And I'm not saying to play him naked, but what I'm telling you is you need to stack him and play him with Aaron Jones. I love Aaron Jones. He's one of my favorite running back plays this entire slate. Yep. You Jones talk- and Harris. That's the weekend dude. For me. Every line. Like here's the thing. And it's mm-hmm. because I'm fading Pacheco
0: on the Saturday. Yep. I'm not playing the Saturday, but once you get to the Sunday or the Sunday wraparound with Monday on
1: Fanduel. To
0: me, that's 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 the yep sweet spot of those
1: guys. It's underrated volume, dude. Like, and Jones has been so stinking good over the last few games. He's averaging since over the so since week sixteen, he's averaging twenty three touches a game, man. And we sign us. He's finally freaking healthy. Finally, six point three. Explosive run rate 3.3 yards after contact per attempt since week 16. He has been playing extremely good. And last week, even if you don't believe in the tackle breaking metrics, he played 82% of the freaking snaps last week with AJ Dillon out. That tells me all I need to know. He's healthy, he has owned Dallas in the past. Like, I'm old enough to remember those types of games from Aaron Jones versus the Cowboys. So, yes, I love Aaron Jones in this one. Dak is always in play. So is CD Lamb. But if you're playing Dak or you're looking for other Cowboys in this matchup, I, like you called out, Rico Dowdle, he's in play. Tony Pollard is in yeah. play, as much as people don't want to play Tony Pollard, but you can run all yeah, over well, Green Bay. The problem
0: with Pollard again is price. Like, I look at t- Pollard's price. I'm looking at Jones's price. And I'm like, oh, I just want Jones. Like, I'm going to take Jones. Yeah, I don't disagree. I, and I like. Again, the, it's like trying. Uh, I'm trying to find all the touchdown makers. It's definitely CeeDee Lamb. Mm-hmm. It's possibly Aaron Jones. It could wow. be Rico Downer. Like, those are some of the guys. Uh, and who's the other one?
1: Dude, you want to talk about t- t- touchdown maker? It's freaking Brandon Cooks. He scored eight times see, in his Tucker last Kraft 11 games. the other one, too. For me. Yeah, yeah, Tucker, Tucker I Kraft I like is Tucker another Kraft. guy, too. I would throw in my worry Horkman about also. Tucker Kraft is, do we see more Luke Musgrave? Because he was active last week. Does he cut into his route share? And that's my worry with him. But... Dude, Brandon Cooks is a touchdown scoring machine, and if we get any one of these weeks, and it could be this week, where Brandon Cooks finally marries the receiving yardage with the touchdown, because the dude, like I said, he scored eight times in his last 11 games. Like, that's that's insane. Nine red zone targets over that span, and against single high, which Green Bay runs a ton of, 17% target share. 2.1 2.1 yards per route run he's the other guy you, you talk about touchdown hunting especially over on FanDuel Joey mm-hmm. Brandon Cooks Brandon Cooks is an underrated t- source of touchdowns
0: agreed well Cooks is one of those guys too but he's also all or nothing so he either ruins your day like there's just no floor and like playing tournaments it's fine you're playing cash it's a problem the Rams Lions in Ford Field oh. uh this one 51 and a half and Oh, boy, oh, boy. Give me that I over. Really like this one. Uh, I am in on Matthew Stafford and Puka Nakua. I'm taking my stand on that one. Uh, I like it. You're going to laugh at me, but I like the Rams defense in this one because I, I feel like, like I feel like looking at this, the roster percentage is low. The price is low. If this, you know, if golf goes out there without Laporta and I don't anticipate Laporta being healthy for this game. No, I don't either. I could see. Go- I could see the Goff that makes mistakes show up. And I think if there's one guy that understands how to get mistakes out of Jared Goff, it's Sean McVay. Sean McVay yeah. is one of the smartest football minds out there. <laughs> he had to deal with all and, the mistakes for years. Well, but he knows all of the weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm like, this is not like inside baseball stuff where I'm trying to like get all cute. This is just facts. No, this is real. I've look. I coach youth flag football. I've coached a lot of players in the last three years. I know the deficits of some of them. I know who can't move to their left and throw the football. Like I I know these things about yeah. you exploit the simple things. I don't care if it's youth flag football or the NFL. And if anybody can, it's Sean McVay. And I think this is going to be a really interesting game. Plus not to mention pass rush there has been very good the rookie's been tremendous there Aaron Donald is really you know still Aaron Donald to a certain degree I like the Rams defense I like Puka I like Stafford I'm in on this game uh your thoughts on this one too because again we can't have everything do you want to play CD Lamb or do you want to play Amon Ra like that's that's kind of the big question too in this slate because playing both is almost impossible
1: playing both is almost impossible and I, I think you can do it but then it's kind of like are you are you uh are you cutting out too much equity? Like you really have to hit on the, the scrubs you put in your lineup and that stars and scrubs type of build. But I love this game. man. I think that this is one of the games that you can game stack. Like you're playing off the total and you talked about in these short slates, you got to make stances. You got to make stands. One of my stands in this is I'm fading all of the, the running backs in this game. Both of these teams have mm-hmm. extremely good run defenses. So you, you you just talked about it, Joe. You can't play all the dudes. So you got to make stands. My stand in this game is I'm not playing. I'm I'm full fading David Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs, and Kyron Williams. Is it scary? The things pucker when I say that. Yes. Am I still going yeah, to do it? For you it? to yes.
0: say to fade Kyron is a lot. Yes. I, I'm 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 fading him because of he doesn't I think have I a get pass enough game out of Jones role. And Harris. He has
1: no pass game role, and if he doesn't get there off of 25 carries and rushing touchdowns he's not going to make the optimal. And you look at both of these teams, they're damn good versus run the, the run. So I think both of these teams air it out. Stafford and Golf are both firmly in play. I love Puka. I love Cooper Cup. If you have to pick one of them, oh, this is going to hurt my heart. I actually lean with Cooper Cup because if you look at the matchup since week 13, Detroit has used single high on 53% of their defensive snaps. Since week 12 with a healthy Cup, Stafford and Puka, Cup has led the way versus single high, 30% target share, 34% first read share. Um, So I think double stacking Stafford is possible and it's doable and it would be Cup and Nakua. But if you're picking one, I like Cup. Again, if you're, if you're playing guys from this game or if you're stacking Jared Goff. Amon Ross St. Brown is just a monster play, dude. Like, he, I, I, I can. With Laporta out, though, do you think you get a little bit more,
0: like, just Jameson Williams touch the ball more here? Because the other tight end, Brock Wright's not healthy either.
1: I think he could, but I think that, that honestly, like you saw last week, this offense could just condense around Amon Ross St. Brown. So we could just see that. that Super
0: predictable. See, that, to me, that is a losing strategy.
1: Like to me, that is that. I is like Jamo though. News.
0: I like Jamison Williams. I
1: mean, I, I we're,
0: somebody else has to step up. Like I know yeah. Khalif Raymond was dealing with a knee injury. Uh He, they think he's gonna play. Like I don't like it's Williams. It's like like I think Ray, either Williams or Raymond. One of these guys will probably I think end up having that one big play. But that's, it is a very tricky spot right now. You think it's Jamo? Yeah. I think
1: it's Jamison Williams and looking at him. Who's a better flex, Rico or Jamison Williams? Jamison Williams. I think if you're chasing, so Rico could get you the touchdown, but he's probably not going to get you the yardage. Jamison Williams can get you both if he come, if he blows up in this game. And the reason I lean with him, Joe, is because if you look at the coverages that the Rams have rolled out there, so since week 13, cover three or cover four on 61% of their snaps, since week 11, so basically since Jamison Williams has kind of been like fully integrated in this offense, like 65-60% snap player, yes, he only has a 9% target share, but with that 9% target share, he has swallowed up a 26% air yard share, and he has 2.0 yards per route run against cover 3 and cover 4. So, Mm -hmm. this, and and he's fully healthy, right? Well, he is healthy right now. I'm not going to say fully healthy, but I know week 18, he missed the game. They were sitting a lot of guys, but he was hurt. He is practicing in full. And whether you're playing the, the, the Sunday slate or you're playing the full six gamer, he's going to go overlooked. And again, I think it's wrong.
0: All right. If you want to add in the Monday game and I don't like right now, I like Sunday. Such I want to keep it to Sunday. I want to, I want to add, I don't want to add variants where I don't have to. Um, yeah. But Philly, Tampa, this game is 44. It's in Tampa. The Eagles have limped to the finish line the worst way talk of infighting people questioning the coach questioning hurts look man it's it's a bad scene right now if baker mayfield was 100 healthy i might feel better about this game uh, i think on paper evans and godwin should smash uh because that eagle secondary not being good i just worry about the health of baker mayfield and look i know he's the gunslinger i know like he he'll play hurt he did last week but I don't want to play this game. I want to stick to Sunday. So I'm just, I'm again, full fading Monday night football. Uh, If you want to play it as a standalone game, that's cool. I get that. Maybe you do, but what's your approach? You want to add it in. You want to keep it standalone or full fade it all (sighs) together.
1: I think if you, if you're playing the six gamer, I think I want to add it in, but I don't want to go with either one of the quarterbacks in this game. I think you're adding one of two pieces. And from what we know right now, I think that, that those two pieces are Rashad white or my, or Mike Evans or both. Um, looking at the matchup, I've been talking about this for weeks, Joe, and people don't want to believe it, but you could run all of the freaking Eagles. Like the Eagles cannot stop the run. So I, I love Rashad White, especially you're playing the sixth gamer, because again, talking about everybody wants to get wants to get all the plays in and things like that, and, and play guys from Saturday and Sunday and da 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 and they don't want to play the uncertainty. I'm telling you right now, like on the sixth gamer, this game is gonna go under rostered because people don't know what to do with it. So that means it's a leverage point if you're playing that slate to have parts or pieces from this game. And the standout pieces yes, Jalen Hurts is in play. Do I love him? No. But if you're playing MME, you're playing 10 to 15 lineups, I will have exposure to Hurts. I will have exposure to Mayfield. You're playing singular, entry, or three max, I'm not playing either one of those guys on the sixth gamer. But in this game specifically, outside the quarterbacks, it's Rashad White, it's Mike Evans. Could you talk me into Chris Godwin? Yes. Am I high on him? No. Um, and the other guy that I'll talk about here too, Dallas Goddard could be the best tight end play of that six game slate because Maybe. if if it happens that AJ Brown does not play, because we we don't know, dude, he's getting an MRI, no clue. Eileen, he does not play. If you need an MRI in your freaking knee, it's that bad. You're probably not going to suit up. Devontae Smith is not 100%. Maybe he plays, but what version of Devontae Smith do we get? And does he get injured in game? Because he is clearly not 100%. So Dallas Goddard could be the lone player left standing to catch passes. So I I love Dallas Goddard. And whether you play him in your tight end spot or your flex and you keep that open, um, if it happens that, say, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith both play, things like that, if you have Dallas Goddard in the tight end spot, you could always p- pivot down to Cade Otten, who is firmly live in this game, too.
0: Otten's very cheap at tight end on yep. the too. That's you know, and I'll tell you what, man, I, I think even if they played those guys, what they'd be able to do, I think is really questionable. And uh, I will. this game feels like a trap on both sides. I said this on Tuesday show. I just I can't get a I can't I want to bet Tampa so hard. I want to bet it I so hard. I'll, and I just don't have confidence. Tell me that this. I don't have confidence in the Eagles either.
1: Tell me this, doesn't it feel kind of generous because w- the line is up, the last time I saw it's minus three for the Eagles, hasn't moved any off of that?
0: Right now, uh, the consensus line over at Betting Pros, again, maybe if I'm not confident, I should just play the under, it's still three. Three I, has not moved, that's that the best line so you feels so generous, get. it feels, and, and I understand that, like, it feels look, Tampa plus three is probably the best bet or the under at the 44, because if I don't love either of these teams at this point, maybe that's just the best thing to do. Look, Tampa on the money lines, plus plus they're at home. They should they're win at this home football. and just... the
1: Eagles are favored. And we've seen what the Eagles look like over the last few weeks. Like this feels like it should be like minus one or a pick em. Like if we're being honest about what the Eagles have actually looked like, plus we're the difference you're probably right. Tampa play and playing you're probably right.
0: Yeah, But it's uh, again, we're going to have a full breakdown along with the props and the games coming up with Bogman Welsh and myself later today, we're going to be recording that. So make sure you hang on with us at betting pros. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel at betting pros, drop your comments as always, and subscribe to the betting pros podcast, wherever you get your pods. That'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on. For Derek Brown, I'm Joey P. Enjoy your super wild card weekend. It's super. Thanks for listening to the Betting Pros podcast. If you love the show, the best free way to support us is by leaving a positive review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Follow us on X and TikTok at Betting Pros and Instagram at Betting Pros NFL. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel at YouTube.com slash Betting Pros.